This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Keep up with the latest headlines from Austin and beyond on the all-new Talk1370.com. Stay informed with the latest news, weather, contests, and more. It's all just a click away at Talk1370.com. Just one more way to stay connected with Talk 1370. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, live music capital of the world. This is Come and Talk It. All right, so today we're going to talk with Tommy Covington. And Tommy is with Cove Kids, and they're out of Little Rock, Arkansas. And let me tell you, Tommy's doing a lot of great things in Little Rock, uh, you have crime is just through the roof in Little Rock, Arkansas, and he's going to give us some stats about what's going on there and what he's doing with inner city kids to change that just a little bit. So let me welcome to the show Tommy Covington with Cove's Kids. Tommy, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Hey, Michael. Thanks so much for, for having me. I'm honored to be on your show. Outstanding. And, and you know, Tommy, you know, I, li- I like to introduce the show by saying, you know, uh, Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition, you know, but I saved that just a little bit, you know, because uh, I don't think everyone knows that you're also a minister. Yeah, I have been uh, in full-time ministry for about 20 years, and so recently retired from um, the pastorate and started Cubs Kids uh, after in honor of my father, and so we can get in a little bit of that. But yeah, I've been a pastor for 20 years and, and still... I still pastor. Uh, still have a lot of people who call me and and counsel and and uh, do those things. So just doing doing ministry a little bit differently through Cubs Kids. Uh, it's a, it's a non-religious nonprofit for obvious reasons, and um, but it's it, it's still a way to reach out and give out. All right, so let's praise the Lord and now pass the ammunition. <laughs> That's awesome, man. All right, so 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 Tommy, tell me, how did you get involved with helping kids out? Well, you know, for the last really six years, um, I was pastor down in Florida, and Little Rock has always been my home, and I had an opportunity to come back here. And uh, I started pastoring a church in the inner city, in Little Rock. And uh, let me give you a couple of of things to put things in perspective. In Austin, Texas, there are 931,000 people roughly. And in 2016, you had 42 murders. Mm. All right. 
Little Rock's population is 192,000. Mm. And this morning we had our 39th murder for the year in 2016. Wow. So you have a you have a one in 5,000 chance of being murdered in Little Rock and you have a one in 67 uh, chance of being a victim of a violent crime. And so we have we have been awarded the distinction of the most dangerous small city in in America. Uh, we had 12 drive-by shootings in the area that we are in in six days, and we also had a club shooting, uh, a mass shooting, where 28 people were hurt. And so, you know, seeing all of this and being in the inner city as as a white pastor, uh, it took about two years of going on the streets every Saturday and walking the streets, handing out hot dogs, just just being present in order for the the community to to accept me and know that I was there to to help and I'm there for for the long run. And so when I was a kid, my father raised me to not see skin color. Uh, as as long as far as I can remember, you know, he was always coaching baseball and uh, we would go pick up the kids across the railroad tracks that had different skin color, but I knew nothing. I knew nothing about that. And so when I was, you know, I'm 49 now looking towards the last, you know, 30 years, what I'm going to do in life. And I called my dad and I talked to him and I said, dad, I want to, I want to do Cubs kids in honor of you because you, you taught me a lot of great things. And what and, you're doing, because uh, you're because you're a white guy, you're going into the I, inner city of Little Rock, Arkansas, and you are actually, you know, you're mentoring these kids who pretty much, you know, they, they probably don't have a father figure. And you're actually doing a lot by helping them out, taking them bow hunting and fishing. Yeah. And so uh, kind of a funny story, but not so funny. You know, you're you're making a a tremendous impact in an area that when you when you park your car and you walk out to, to talk to all, you know, and, and check on all your families and you come back and someone had shot my car with a shotgun. While you're away uh, from the vehicle? Yeah, while I was away from the vehicle and I came back and I saw the shot all up my hood and on my, my windshield and people were like, oh, that's horrible. And I said, no, you don't understand. That is phenomenal. That means that we are making a difference and we are there for the long haul. That's right. And so, you know, and we, and we came up with, uh, with what we were going to do to mentor these kids, and I wanted to do something different. And so I started talking to my son. He's 22, and he is a, a very active bow hunter and, and, um, and fisherman. And so we, we bounced around the idea, you know what? These kids like to fish. They're down in the creeks in the inner city fishing with just a string, a hook, and some cheese and bologna. Uh, and so I started going around asking the kids, how would you, how would you like to be a part of, of something that you could go out and, and uh, we could bow hunt and, uh, you know, we could, we could harvest deer, we could harvest ducks and, and fish and all that. And, and overwhelmingly, of course, the kids, the kids were all about it. And so that's, that's how this started. And um, I quit my, my full-time job to, as a pastor to, to do this full-time. And so that's where we are now. And so Cubs Kids is a nonprofit organization, correct? 
Yes, we are a non-religious nonprofit, uh, and I don't know if you've ever set up a nonprofit, Michael, but holy cow, man, you have to jump through lots of hoops, and especially when you're talking about taking out kids with uh, bows and uh, fishing on boats. Uh, you better you better do your homework. And oh. So it has been a. Why been is, a why, well, tell us why do you say that? Why is it so difficult? Well, you have insurance companies that they, they don't want to insure you. And, and then you have people who get on Facebook and they, they, you know, say negative things like, I can't believe you're teaching young kids to, to shoot and young kids to kill animals. What kind of person and see, are that's, you? And that's, all these things. that's kind of how I came across you. I, I saw these comments of people that were criticizing you and saying, you know, this guy is showing these kids how to kill animals and... <laughs> but you're you're doing positive things. You're actually taking them from the inner city. You're, you're, instead of instead of them joining a gang, you know, let's you know do something else. Let's how about we join this gang over here where we go bow hunting and we go fishing and we become a productive citizens for the society. Yeah, and, and let me let me just tell you, um, the people that are critical they don't they don't see what else is involved. Um, I had David Robinson's cousins, the admiral, his cousins over here, uh, 14 and 12 years old. They were over here at my house shooting bows for the first time. And, um, and I, I was sitting down talking to them and, and saying, look, the bow hunting and fishing, that is a reward for good behavior. And the people who, look, they have to keep up a 3.0 grade point average. Uh, there is a certain amount of tardies and unexcused absences that they can have. Our goal is zero. They have to make sure that they're not in trouble at home with mom or at school. Um, and they have to do community service uh, hours each month to stay in the program. Wow. And then, you know, if a kid messes up, like all kids, most kids do, then there will be a way for them to be able to come back into the program. Uh, we're just not going to discard these kids, but they have to understand that, you know, you're going to be held accountable uh, for your actions and reactions. And, and you know, this is – we're going to teach them what fork to use uh, at, a, at a restaurant, uh, keep your, your elbows off the table. You know, people, they, they – they just assume that that they're taught this and they're not. So the so the bow hunting and the the duck hunting and all that that's that's the that's the reward for behavior that we want repeated. And and so, uh, but you're going to get that. Listen, I've I've been doing this for 20 years now, and and people have opinions, um, and they they voice those opinions, and you just you know kind of shrug it off and go on. Yeah, you definitely keep your head up because you're doing a great thing. You know, these kids could be out there, you know, shooting someone. They can be out there robbing someone and not being, you know, uh, productive citizens. So you're definitely doing a great thing. You're being a great role model, uh, and you're giving them something to look forward to, you know, and something else to do. Yeah, I have yeah, a question. And, and, and I appreciate that. One of, one of the benefits of being a, a mentor and having guys with me because it's it's way bigger than me and uh, our our overall goal before i i, I leave this earth I, I want to have a cubs kids in every major city in the south 
And so this is this is quite larger than than Little Rock. But the mentoring and having a close circle of guys, I was I was with some of the kids the other day, and and uh, they told me that that Demarcus was was carrying a gun. And uh, I said, did you see the gun? And he said, yeah. And DeMarcus is a 13-year-old kid whose brothers have all been in and out of prison and uh, being raised by a single mom who just got out of prison herself. Um, and so, you know, got a hold of, of DeMarcus and told him I was, I was going to um, – I was going to put some ac rights on him if he, uh, <laughs> if he didn't do right. And, uh, and so, you know, they're getting it and they understand it. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So are you teaching him uh, or all of them to both types of bows, like recurves and compounds, or are you just using compound bows or what? Well, it's, it's a great question. And with draw lengths, um, we we started thinking about well, let's just go ahead and, and do recurves, so we can just have, you know, one or two or three bows. Yeah, exactly. And then I, I went down to Archer's Advantage, which is an archery store here in Little Rock, and it's owned by Gerald. He's a great guy, and my, my garage looks like a an archery store now. Oh, so you have um, all the sizes. You know, yeah, bare bare bow, bare archery. Yep, I got um, one of those. I want to give them some love, but they won't call me back. But bare archery makes uh, a bow a bow line that you can adjust the draw length yourself oh, okay. by taking out some some set screws. And so I have bows from 21 inches all the way up to 28 inch draws. Oh, and nice. so yeah, that's a great question. And I really thought about doing the whole recurve thing, uh, but I wanted to be able to have something that, first off, could be legal when we go out to uh, to deer hunt. Yeah, true. Um, and I, I tried to shoot a recurve when I first started. It's pretty tough. Yeah, well, that's kind of why I was I was wondering, you know, if you're having a recurve or a compound, because yeah, they're both very different uh, bows, and you know, you have to learn both if yeah. you're going to have them. Uh, what about fishing? Do you just do like bass fishing, cat fishing, or do you teach them fly fishing or anything like that? Or you know, Arkansas uh, up in North Fork and some of the other rivers in Arkansas are, are nationally known for trout fishing. Mm. And you know, you're you're also limited to the the distance that you can travel with groups and yeah. travel with kids. And so we're keeping it uh, centrally located right now. So we're we're doing bass fishing, white bass, okay. school, and they blow up the top of the water, and you chase after them. And and uh, that experience alone of chasing a school and white bass, kids just absolutely go crazy oh, yeah. over that stuff. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, and so we bank fish, of course, and and then. Um, but I want to get them get them out on a boat and teach them boating safety. Uh, they have to go through the hunter education courses. They have to do the boating uh, education course. And so well, we're setting them up for once they get out of our program, then they can they can pass this on to to their kids and, and someone else. All right, we're talking awesome. with Tommy Covington. He's out of Little Rock, Arkansas, and he's got Cove Kids. He's the founder of Cove's Kids. And we're talking about organizations, you know, he's an organization that's actually getting into the inner city, 
and he's not talking about it. He's doing about it. He didn't say, why don't somebody go over here and do something with these kids? He said, you know what? I'm going to do something with these kids. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Take talk with you anywhere with the all-new Talk 1370 app. Listen to your favorite shows. Keep up with the latest breaking news and more. Search for Talk 1370 in the App Store or find the links at Talk1370.com. It's anywhere I need. Talk 1370, the right choice. Catch up on the latest headlines anytime at Talk1370.com. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're back, and we're talking with Tommy Covington. He's out of Little Rock, Arkansas, and he has Cove's Kids. He's the founder of Cove's Kids, where he actually goes into the inner city of Little Rock, Arkansas, and he's getting involved and actually taking the kids hunting and fishing. And I want to ask you, Tommy, uh, when are you going to take them to the gun range? Wow. Uh, I would love to do it immediately. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious, and and that's what I, because I'm I'm a I'm a pistol fanatic, and um, I wanted to introduce them to firearms. It, it's going to be a it's going to be a process to be able to do that. And I know you got to um, do some soul searching with that one because they're already introduced to firearms right now because you got a serious you know, problems on your hands in little yeah. in Little Rock there. Yeah, but, you know, I, I don't – there's going to come a time that I'm just going to say I don't care about what's going to come with that, and I need to teach these kids how to be responsible gun owners. I need to show them how to get a concealed carry, make sure they stay out of trouble so they can get a concealed carry. Uh, so there's there's a lot to that because of the, the gun stigma in the inner city, but it, it shouldn't keep us from – it shouldn't keep us from teaching them the right way to do something. And I know you have people somewhere along the line saying, hey, don't do it. I, they're giving you a hard enough time. You're, you're teaching them bow hunting and, you know, and teaching them how to you know, use bows and stuff like that. So I, I know they'll really have a heart attack if you actually introduce firearms in the mix. Well, it, right now for me, uh, the only thing that's keeping me from introducing firearms, listen, I'm, I'm more afraid of getting stuck with a spinner bait when they're casting these daggum fishing poles versus, you know, getting <laughs> shot by, by one of them at a range. <laughs> so, so really, you know, I, I had to, uh, I, I have taken my life savings and poured it into this. And so hopefully when, when the, when it begins to get some revenue to come in, then we can find a, an insurance company that will write us a policy and we can introduce these kids. Oh, I got it. I, I, I got the an right way. I got an insurance company for you. I bet you they'll do it. Uh, they'll get you a policy, and they'll they'll. I I I'm willing to bet they'll do it for you. That that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, I don't know if you've would, tried know, it or not, but I'll I'll talk to you offline about it, and I'm I'm pretty sure okay. they'll probably do it for you because I, I like to see okay. you succeed because you're doing a great thing. I may even come to Little Rock, Arkansas, and let you you, you let you 
you know, teach me how to go fish because I have this little fear of fishing. You know, when I was a little kid. Hey, man, I, I, hold on. If if I don't go with you, I'm going to kick you in the head because if you go fishing without me, Mike, I, dude, I will flatten your tires. I will, I will egg your house and beat you up. It's it, 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 just, it, just understand. It's a serious. It's a real fear. It's a serious fear. You know, and I was a little kid. <laughs> I went fishing for the first time with my dad, and he got some. And I, you know, you know, I, I, you know, reeled it. I reeled it in. I'm reeling it in. I'm reeling it in. I'm like, yeah, you know, man, I caught something really quick. That's a big one too. Yeah, it was a big, big one. <laughs> and it was a dead body. <laughs> and I've never been fishing since. No, that's not true. Yeah, that's true. It was a dead body. I've never been fishing since. They made me go to the funeral. I'm telling you, it was it was traumatizing for me. Hey, bro. Uh, hey, bro. Let me tell you this. I ain't going fishing with you either, man. <laughs> oh, man. Rock, you might have to pull up a, a double. No. You want to come to Little Rock? We, we'd love to have you a part of, of Cubs Kids. Um, let me let me throw this out. It's C-O-V-S-K-I-D-S dot com. CubsKids.com. And we are you know, looking for uh, mentors and mentees to come on board. And um, I know where you are located, uh, the crime rate is is pretty low, but it would be awesome to have a group of Cubs kids in the Austin area uh, being mentored as well as up here, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And then we got some more questions for so, you. So are, are you planning on branching out to, like, camping and, and more outdoor activities? And, you know, teaching them kayaking and stuff like that, canoeing. Are you interested in any of that stuff, or are you just kind of keeping it more with the bow hunting and the fishing? I, I am very interested in that. Um, and I had to make a decision to specialize in in two or three things. Yeah, and then expand. And so we wanted, to, we wanted to narrow this down to we can have the greatest impact because – I don't know of another nonprofit uh, that is is doing this with inner city kids mm. through bow hunting and fishing. Uh, I would I would love if anyone knows of another one to let me know because I'd love to learn from them and pick their brain as well. No, there are organizations uh, that course, are doing things with kids, but they're not doing it in the inner city. They're not actually. You're you're the only person that I've ever heard of that's actually brave enough to go into the inner city and, and do it for real. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we don't, we really don't have an inner city here in Austin. Yeah, no, no. You know, no. we don't have a bad community in Austin. As much as, you know, people like to talk about, you know, maybe the <laughs> east side of Austin, and, you know, all they want to, we really still, don't have a bad side of, of town. It, it really, it, we really don't. Uh, but, like, Little Rock is no joke. Um, Chicago is yeah, no joke. Yeah, we need Baltimore. someone. Exactly. Someone to go in Baltimore uh, and, and in the inner city there. Someone to go to Chicago uh, in the inner city there and really do what you're doing like you're doing in Little Rock. But it's going to be a, it's a great question because it's going to be a natural progression that there's going to be a little bit of downtime between hunting season when it closes here in Arkansas, although we have the longest bow season in America in Arkansas. And so there's a lot of time to be able to do this. But we, we want to teach them how to build a fire. We want to teach them how to, to put up a tent so when they're older, they can take their, their family out and not spend a lot of, bit of, uh, a lot of money on a vacation and, and buy a tent or borrow a tent and go out and, and camp out somewhere. So, yes, we are going to do that, but, but the main focus is going to be school, 
really home school and then um, the rewards of, of bow hunting and, and fishing in the state of Arkansas. Yeah, That's you, awesome. Which, uh, it's, yeah, because you give these kids uh, something to look up for, look towards, you know, something to say, hey, you know, I, I can't wait to, you know, for Friday because, you know, Friday we're going to leave Friday night. We're going camping and we're going to spend all weekend camping. Uh, you're giving them something to actually look forward to uh, rather than, you know, you know, just hanging out with the wrong crowd and getting Get in them trouble. out of the city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what's what one of the sad things is if, if you go on – on our Facebook page, Cubs Kids, C-O-V-S-K-I-D-S, on our Facebook page, you'll see a kid named Raylan. And Raylan was the first kid that I really met on the street. And Raylan is 10 years old and no longer rides his bike um, on the street anymore because it's just so dangerous. And so he saw the picture that I put I put on Instagram about the uh, the two kids that were over here shooting bows, and now this kid's blowing up my phone. When are you gonna let me shoot? When are you gonna let me shoot? And so, uh, you know, and and mom's calling me, thanking me, and and um, it's just a a really positive thing that that the kids are able to to be involved in. So, how are you getting this funded? Uh, you said you put your life savings into it, but how are you keeping the progression going? I'm assuming you're not charging a membership fee or anything to these kids. Oh, no, 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 no. No, everything is is free. So how how, how do you keep it going? By sponsors or something? Well, I I have not been on the sponsorship. I have uh, some individuals that have have given towards it. But right now, it's it's my uh, expense, my personal expense. And and just believe it. I, I believe that when you take care of something that's on God's heart. He's going to take care of what's on your heart and what you need. And so uh, that's the way I've lived for the last 20 years. And that's the way I'm going to live for the next 30 years. But I do know that it's going to take some, some income, some funds, some sponsorships. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're putting, uh, currently putting together a, a short film uh, we had a kid come up from Florida and brought his drone, and we put it up and, and took some shots out on on the lake the other day. And so, um, you know, that's that's the the revenue part and the fundraising part. We have a fundraiser coming up in in November, and so, you know, it's it's a slow process, yeah. and and people, this is the way that I'm going to be able to uh, fund it is by people like Michael Cargill calling me and saying, hey, tell us about what you're doing. And And I can't tell you how much I I appreciate you guys having me on today. Now, have you had a chance to reach out to the NRA? I know you're not doing anything with firearms, but I would think like organizations like the NRA, um, the National Rifle Association, also organizations like, I don't know if there's a state rifle association in Arkansas, no, I haven't. I haven't reached out uh, due to the fact that uh, we are not doing firearms right now. Well, they, I, I, uh, I, I would have, think that you know, even though you're not doing firearms, I think they would actually help because you're actually doing something positive with the kids. Yeah, Arkansas you know. Fish and Game. Yeah. So yeah, it's well, got to be something. Yeah, the, the NRA's well, no, got well, definitely got to be able to help you, and also National Shooting Sports. Uh, they should be able to help you, even though you're not doing anything with shooting, uh, but you are doing hunting and fishing. I, I would think that. Hey, you know, just because it's not with a firearm, they would be able to help yeah. you and donate something your way. 
you know, I'll be on the phone tomorrow with them. Uh, that's a that's a great idea. We have Sitka gear is some of the finest camouflage that that's made, if not the finest camouflage, and they've come on board with us, and uh, they're helping us with some camo, uh, some clothes. Um, I'm sorry, and then for some fundraising events, uh, gear they're donating gear to us, and so and then Absolute Outdoor. Uh, Incorporated sending me some life jackets. Uh, you know, Antonio Duckman Jones, he, he's he's letting me um, do a silent auction for one of his duck hunts here in Arkansas. And so we, we have a lot of a lot of great things going on. But you have to understand we started this three months ago. Oh, wow. Um, three months ago, this part of it. Now, I've been an inner city pastor for the last five years. But this part of it has been three months ago where I stepped out on faith and I knew that I had to do something. I couldn't just sit around. And uh, unfortunately, guys, I hope no one takes offense to this, but uh, a lot of these kids are not going to come into a local church. They're not going to find their way into the the church and into the back doors to sit down in the back pews. Uh, we have to go out on the streets and we have to befriend them and we have to build relationships with them. And this isn't about a, a, a religion or, or about a denomination. This, this is about making kids, young men who are going to be responsible fathers and husbands uh, when, they're, when they're older. And so that was the reality for me. Yeah, I could go fill a bus of 80 of them and give them pizza, uh, and, and they'll come for that. But to really get involved in their lives other than an hour a week, you have to pay a tremendous price, and it's a relational price. And, and my family has supported me 100%. They are involved as much as I am. And so it's just a, a lifestyle change three months ago. That, that we're, and so I'm just now in the process of, of finding donors in a way to, you know, I spent $2,200 the other day on seven bare um, archery bows. And, and, you know, it's, it's a lot of people say, well, how in the world did you, did you do that? Well, you know, sometimes it, it, it takes something uh, to be able to, to get something great back. Yep. And and so, but I do understand as a businessman before the ministry, I worked for UPS for 13 years and ran the Little Rock Hub and all that. As a business person, uh, my little savings account is not going to go very far <laughs> before that big sucking sound occurs. And so that's why it's important for people to go to uh, CubsKids.com, C-O-V-S-K-I-D-S.com, if they can help us. You can give right there. Uh, all giving is tax uh, deductible. Um, just like any 501c3 nonprofit, and, and we would love to, to have have some help. Um, so if you can financially give, that would be fantastic. And this this is the real deal. This is Cove's kids. For the last 18 years, Tommy and Stacy Covington, natives of Little Rock, have been working with youth and families all over the world. As Christian pastors, they have seen firsthand how the breakdown in the family unit plays a tremendous role in today's problems and tragedies. Recently, they spent the last four years mentoring African-American kids in their hometown of Little Rock. The Covington family have taken their passion to help their community 
and paired it with their love of the outdoors at Cove's Kids. The community-based mentoring program uses outdoor activities such as fishing and bow hunting to teach self-confidence and inspire lifelong growth in Little Rock area youth. This is the real deal, folks. CovesKids.com. Definitely check them out. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Texas weather can change on a dime. Flash flooding is expected to begin shortly. When the weather turns severe, turn to us for what you need to know. On air and online at Talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. We're talking all things firearms. Now, here's Michael Cargill. Now it's time for GGN, Global Gun News. Global Gun News, sponsored by Central Texas Gunworks, the largest online gun store in Texas. In the news. A new bill known as the Second Amendment Guarantee Act, or SAGA, has been introduced in Congress by Congressman Chris Collins of New York's 27th District. The bill would limit states' authority regarding the regulation of firearms. Specifically, the bill would prevent states from implementing any regulations that are more restrictive than what is required under federal law. Congressman Collins said, and I quote, This legislation would protect the Second Amendment rights of New Yorkers that were unjustly taken away by Andrew Cuomo. I stand with the law-abiding citizens of this state that have been outraged by the SAFE Act, and I voice my commitment to roll back these regulations. Carrying a handgun on public college campuses, including in dorm rooms and classrooms, is now legal in the state of Kansas and is predictably drawing criticism by gun control proponents. Megan Jones, founder of the FAIL Campus Carry Group that adamantly opposed the law since the introduction in the legislature, has minced words saying, quote, universities can ban toasters in people's dorm rooms because of fire risk, but they're not going to be allowed to ban a gun. People are going to die as a result of this law. On the other side of the issue, Kansas State graduate Derek Cox, who testified before the legislature in support of the law. Cox told KCTV, we always talk about if we could take away all the guns and save one life that would be worth it. Well, what if we introduce guns and we could save one life or more than one life? I think the argument goes both ways. And speaking of campus carry, Texas's campus carry law was expanded on due to a provision in the law that allowed community and junior colleges to be exempt for one year. Well, the time is up. As of August 1st, all public colleges, including community and junior colleges, must allow those with an LTC to carry concealed in most areas of campus. Colleges are still able to set their own rules regarding certain areas where firearms are allowed, but they must post proper 30-06 signage in those areas. Finally, with the special session coming to an end on August 17th, there has still been no response from Governor Abbott's office regarding the demands by Lone Star Gun Rights to add constitutional carry to the special session agenda. If Governor Abbott does not amend his agenda to include constitutional carry, the legislature will be prohibited from working on it until the 86th session begins in January of 2019. Lone Star Gun Rights is urging everyone to call Governor Abbott's office and urge him to add constitutional carry. 
Otherwise, it will be at least another two years before gun rights are restored in Texas. All right, and so we're back, and we're talking with Tommy Covington. He's with Cove's Kids, and Tommy's talking to us about his organization. But before we get back to Tommy, uh, let me go to the phone lines. Our phone number is 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. So, Jim. All right, so, Jim, you're, you're talking to us about just everything, constitutional carry, you know, you're talking about the concealed care reciprocity bill that's before our U.S. Congress that Senator John Cornyn actually wrote. Uh, you're talking about the Hearing Protection Act, uh, that bill. And, and, and so tell me what your thoughts. Well, and I'd like to see SBR is at it also. But what's happened is it, it, it's like constitutional carry in Texas. None of them have had no up or down vote in so what we're seeing repeated in the U.S. Congress and, in, and especially in the legislature, no one, you know, there's no interest. And it, it's a major concern of mine. You know, everybody's worked hard. There are many, many people here that have worked hard, but it's gone nowhere, Michael. Yeah, it, it's, and I wish more because I, I actually get people every day will ask me about the Concealed Carry Reciprocity Bill. They'll ask me about the, the Hearing Protection Act every single day. And then I'll, in my response to them is, have you called your, your U.S. senator? Have you called Senator John Cornyn? Have you called Senator Ted Cruz? We have two senators, you know, there's two senators for each state. Have you contacted them and let them know that you want this bill passed? You know, so what have you done? Because it's, it's, it's going to take more than just you, Jim. It's going to take more than me. It's going to take right. everyone else because they hear from you. They hear from me. Uh, they got to hear from everybody else. And so that's what... I just remind people that you got to contact them. You got to call Correct. your U.S. congressman. You got to call your U.S. your your, we're, your senator. We're all just little ticks to them. It's on one dot, all, I go down the line. Yeah. The uh, last thing I'll say is the thing on SBRs. It's not even uh, on anyone's radar. I'd love to see SBRs. So many auto SBRs made legal. And there's there's no bill for SBRs at all. Right? I know there's not. Okay. There's no. It's not on anyone's radar. It's and and you know what? Hey, Jim. You, the the funny thing about this is the bad thing is that if this does not get passed before the midterm elections, then we're done. Because this correct. is another thing that I remind people of. During midterm elections, the House or the Senate flips to the opposite side of who's sitting in the White House, who has, has control over the White House. So if there's a Republican in control of the White House, then that means either the House or the Senate is going to flip to the Democratic Party. That's right. That's how it always happens. And so if we, don't, if we do not get any of these bills passed, we don't get the Concealed Care Reciprocity Bill passed within the next year. If we do not get the Hearing Protection Act passed within the next year, then we're done. Well, it's I, I, I don't want to bring up the bathroom bill, but the, the bathroom. You mean bill, the pedophile bill? Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and the other bills and that have gone through the U.S. Congress have taken all the wind out of everything else. Yeah, a lot and, of waste of time. Waste of time. Stop wasting our time now. Yeah, and so what's happening? Bills that we consider important for the Second Amendment issues are dead because there's no interest. Am I wrong? So. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't mind that. You're a friend. I don't mind you doing that. No, you're you're dead right. You're dead right. And I, and anyone in the sound of my voice, if you're concerned about the concealed carry reciprocity, if you're concerned about the Hearing Protection Act, you got to contact your U.S. congressman. You've got to contact your U.S. senator. Both of them 
and let them know that, hey, this needs to be done within the next year. It's got to be done within the next year. And it's if they correct. don't do it, replace them. Yeah, and, and hey, exactly. Let them know that you're going to support their opponent because this is what you're. This is what you want. And matter Bro, of fact, I you mean, have a receipt for you supporting their uh, their opponent if they don't do it. And I've, I've told them that, but I don't think they're too concerned. To be quite honest. But keep calling, you know, keep calling, keep writing. I don't. I don't stop. All I, I got to do. And it's not, it's not even you, Jim. I know you're doing your part. Trust me. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to everybody else out there. Talking out to the well, masses. And, uh, real simple for everybody. All they got to do is go to sunup.gov and house.gov and pick the guy out and just send him a message, uh, a two-liner, and that'll do it. All right. Okay. Uh, thank Good you. That, that's it, man. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. You and I are on the same sheet of music. We're in violent agreement. And we're, and we're trying, we're pushing, we're trying, but we need other people because they see me, you know, they see you. You're always there. You're always at the Capitol. I see you at the Capitol, Jim. Uh, you're always there. And they see me, you know, and they're like, okay, well, here this guy, you know, here, here they come again. Yeah, because, you know, we're, we're asking for this. You know, you, we need everyone's help, too. We need your help. If you're listening to us, we need your help. If you want that conciliatory reciprocity to pass, you want to be able to carry your handgun in every state and want them to recognize your handgun license from the state that you live in, just like a driver's license. Your driver's license is recognized in every state right now. So if you want your handgun license to be recognized in every state, they got to pass the conciliatory reciprocity bill. There's no reason why they shouldn't. Um, and the Hearing Protection Act, if, you know, <laughs> honestly, we really need the Hearing Protection Act to pass because there's no reason why, why that device should not have been legal years ago. Years Correct. ago. It's what hitmen use in the movies, man. It's only in the movies, though. <laughs> Come but on. Although I'd like to see someone go after SBRs, cause, but that's just me. That's a personal thing. I think it's just L.A. law, not having them. All right. All okay, right, Jim. That's it, sir. Thank you, Jim. And that, I mean, you know how I feel. You and I have talked about this offline, so there's nothing new here. There's no, no news between you and I on this. No, but we do have we do have to keep reminding people every show. We got to remind them. You push me, and I will remind them. You continue to push me, and I will continue to bring it up, because they're listening. They they're listening. They can hear us. The powers that be are definitely listening to this show. Trust me. I know they listen. Well, if Abbott's listening, then he needs to add constitutional carry to this special session before and, it's too late. And they're listening. The powers that be are definitely listening. I've been trolling him like crazy, calling him like every break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Jim. And our call, our calling number is five one two six four three live. That's five one two six four three five four eight three. Come and talk it. Let me go to line three with Ben. You on come and talk it. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yep. I hear you great. You know, um, I'm I'm of the position that uh, you know I don't know if uh, the mild mannered is really going to do much. You know, we did that for years here in Texas, and we didn't make progress until we started to do open carry protests. And guys like Corey Watkins flamboyantly walked around Target with an AK-47 around their back. That got national attention. That got international attention. Even Al Jazeera covered it. Um, I think we need to be a little bit more bold in our actions. I'm not saying that we do anything crazy, but that's what gets people riled up. The, we can call the senators and the congressmen until we're blue in the face. And I do, and I know a lot of other people that do, too. But... 
that brought change for us. And I think we need to go back to that. You know, actually, I brought this up last show, and you're on to something, because, you know, people are complaining about, especially Austin, they're complaining about the different people moving in from other states in Austin. You know, and I said, well, you know, to solve that problem, all you got to do is on, on SoCo, where everyone hangs out, go eat, you know, tea and crumpets, you know, just go open carry. Open carry down the – we need to get back to open carry. They'll run. Exactly. They'll, they'll send them right back to California, right back to New York. So we need to get back to that. I need Lone Star Gun Rights to do an open – I need a Saturday open carry event. Let's we do haven't it. done an open carry event in over a year, if not longer. We haven't. We haven't. And you know, I remember when we, we first went to the Alamo, and that was a big deal. That was tense. But that broke the ice. And then after that, you know, everybody hit the pavement throughout the state. And it wasn't a, a year or two later, and we changed laws that had been in effect for a century. Yeah, because you, you got San, you, you're right, because San Antonio, who was rogue, you know, they're like, no, we don't like guns in San Antonio. We have laws that are much stricter than the state of, you know, than what is actually written in the in the Texas Penal Code or, or you know, uh, in statute. Exactly. And, and you, exactly. You got to change the narrative. You're, you're definitely on to something. We, we, we have to get back to that. That's what worked. That's that's what accomplished what was accomplished thus far. Yeah, keep calling the senators and the congressmen and all those folks. Keep calling. Don't stop calling. But let's let's schedule some events. And I'd like to see some of some You know what we should like do? Yourself. Here's what here's what we do. I got it right now. We start at Central Texas Gunworks. We go we walk walk over to the, the transit bus station. We get on the Capital Metro bus, open carrying handgun. We ride on Capital Metro bus. We go all the way down to the Capitol, and then we walk back toward, you know, walk back towards Central Texas Gunworks and go past, go through SoCo, South Congress, uh, open carrying. Let's do it. I like Next it. Weekend. I like it, and it, you know, it helps promote uh, Central Texas gun work. My, as well. So it's a dual. It's dual purpose. I like it. No, yeah, don't, I'm, don't I'm not even doing it. I'm not even doing yeah. it to support the sh the shop. I'm doing it because uh, we. Well, no, we we need we need people to support the shop because you're one of the most vocal gun store owners. If the rest of the damn FFL licensed guys would speak up like you, we wouldn't have this problem. True. I appreciate that. Uh, but we def you're, you're definitely on to something. We need to get back to the basics. We need to do an open carry walk. And, and, and I know, Tom, I know you're out there. I know you can hear me. I, I, I'm expecting mm -hmm. you to plan an open carry march real soon. Uh, the summer is almost up. We need to get back to the basics and do an open carry event. I know you can hear me. Uh, Lone Star Gun Rights, I know you're listening. We need to get, get back to the basics and do an open carry walk. Absolutely. I, I need I need to exercise. I need to exercise in my life anyway. I need to start sweating. It was it was regular events. I remember Corey Watkins would would march twice a week in Tarrant County, twice a week, regular. They'd be on a street corner somewhere, somewhere in Tarrant County, twice a week. That put the that put the pressure. That's what made the difference. And it if, wasn't. If you want to end gentrification, if you're worried about uh, Code Next, the little program that the city of Austin is doing, this is your, this is your, this will solve Code Next. This will solve your gentrification problem, I promise you. They'll run California back to California. <laughs> They'll go straight back to California. They're like, no, these Texas folks hey, here's are a no question. part of this. If national reciprocity happens, do you think California will abide by it? They don't like following federal law anyways, so do you think that California would say, oh, yeah, all right, cool. 
Yeah, I, I don't think so. They won't have a choice, you know, either, <laughs> either that or, you know, succeed. <laughs> and they can't afford to they do already, that. They already want to try. They can try, but they, they can't afford to do it. They, they can't afford to do it. Not at all. All right, man, I tell you, thank you, Ben. I really appreciate your call. And I, I expect, matter of fact, I expect for you to go on Lone Star Gun Rights um, Facebook. page, Facebook group, their page, and tell them we need to schedule an open carry walk. We need to do this real soon. All right. And... And we're on the phone. We're, we're still talking with Tommy Covington. He's with Cove Kids. Um, organizations are really afraid to go into the inner city. But Tommy Covington and his family, they're not talking about it. They're being about it. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking. Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County. And you're listening to Come and Talking. If every talk radio program were the same, what would be the point? The Michael Berry Show is a little bit different. We're going to talk about politics, but we'll also talk about how great it is to live in Texas. Weekdays, 5 to 7 on Talk 1370. It's the Michael Berry Show. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back, and we're talking with Tommy Covington. He's with Cove's Kids. Uh, you can go check out Tommy's website at coveskids.com. And Tommy Covington is the pastor of Home and Community Church and an avid hunter and fisherman. Tommy and his wife, Stacy are natives of Little Rock, and their heart is to simply help people. They have pastor churches in Arkansas, Kentucky, and Florida. But Little Rock has always been considered home, and they have two amazing children, Matt and Allie, who equally share their heart of loving people. Their family believes in investing time, love, and compassion into their community to make a real difference. Tommy learned at an early age that importance of treating everyone with the same love and respect, regardless of skin color. Cove's Kids was started in honor of Ken Covington, Tommy's dad, who would drive his old Chevy pickup into the inner city and pick up kids for baseball practice and games. All right, and so we're talking with Tommy Covington. So, Tommy, come on back in here and and tell us a, a little bit about your dad. Michael, my, my father was, was always in, involved tremendously with uh, everything that we did in, in life. Um, when, I, when I got to be 19 years old, my family moved to Texas from Little Rock, and my, my dad, he retired from Nike, uh, and they live down in Houston. And so my father, even even this last week, I was on the phone with him, and uh, my 97-year-old grandmother is living with my, my dad, and she had a fall. And, and so my dad met a kid that was 35 years old. He had a car wreck, and he was in this rehabilitation center. And uh, he started talking to my dad about sports, and my dad bought him uh, a couple of baseball hats and, and took it to him. Mm. And I said, Dad, I said, why? I said, who taught you to do that? Because you taught me how to do that. I can just, I can remember uh, ever since I was a little boy that on Christmas Eve, my dad would go to orphanages and, and take, uh, he owned a sporting goods store, and he would, he would take tons of gifts 
to these kids. And I said, Dad, who taught you that? And he said, Tommy, because I didn't have anyone in my life to ever give to me, he said, that fueled my fire to be able to give back to others. And it really means a lot. It, it means a lot for, you know, kids to look up to someone, someone that they can say, you know what, I want to be like this person when I grow up. Not someone that's on TV, someone you can't touch, but someone real and say, hey, I need to follow this person and be like this person when I grow up. Yeah, the cool thing is, is the, the kid, the 35-year-old that he gave two hats to the next time my dad went to visit, uh, he came to him and he said, uh, Mr. Ken, was it okay if I gave one of my hats to my friend who was also in here? Right. And so, you know, that's that's what it's all about is if you want to be a part of something bigger than you are, greater than you are, it's it's about others and it's not about us. And it's about giving. It's, it's about giving back. But, Michael, I do have a question for you, and I cannot get off until I ask this. Go for it. Can I, can, can I do it? Go for it. Why did they make you go to the funeral when you went to that at that fishing expedition when you caught? Why did they make you go to the funeral? <laughs> to I, you know, I've been asking myself that question for you know almost fifty years because I'm almost fifty years old, and I've been asking myself that question: Why would they make me go to this funeral? I mean, and they made me look at the body and everything. You know, it, it, it was traumatizing. I was traumatized as a child. I'm telling you. And you know, is this a true story? This is true. I literally, I, the first time I ever went fishing with my dad, you know, he gave me the, the fishing pole. You know, I was a little, I was, I had to be, I don't know, nine, 10 years old, gave me the fishing pole, you know, I cast it out or whatever you do. I reeled, I was reeling it back in. See, I don't even know the terminology because I haven't been since. And so I'm, I'm, I'm reeling it in and I'm reeling. I'm like, man, this is kind of tough. Like, oh, keep coming, keep pulling. I'm pulling, I'm reeling, I'm reeling. And it was dead. I, the eyes popped out. It was just, man, you could see where the fish were just eating the body and everything. I can still remember Come that on, in my man. dreams sometimes, I'm telling you. Nah, no telling nothing. That's, hey, that's why you don't go fishing. I'm with you, man. Yeah. I wouldn't fish either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So, Wimp. That's the. <laughs> Wimp. I'll tell you, that's the first time Vince since. <laughs> I've been said so. You know, yeah. I go fishing. Last time I went fishing, I saw an otter. Now, in Texas, we have wild otter. Not many people actually get to see them. I saw a wild otter catch a fish, crack its head open on a on a rock, and eat that's the whole cool. damn thing. That's yeah. that's what I yeah, last that, saw that, when I went fishing. All right. So you yeah, should try cool. it again. Yeah, well, I'm still <laughs> traumatized. Even even at you know almost 50 years old, I'm still traumatized. <laughs> hey, hey, Michael, let let me let me interject something because. If you went and saw some of the negativity of people that were saying uh, uh, a white lady put on there uh, that I was a racist because I was only targeting the black inner city kids. And, you know, in four years of me being an inner city pastor in this demographic where I am, they're all black. I saw one white kid in four in four years. And so we are not excluding anyone. If, if there is a white kid, an Hispanic kid, an Asian kid that, that falls in this area that we are reaching, uh, we, we are open to, to reach every kid. But it just so happens uh, that in this area, which is the most dangerous area in America, uh, is, is predominantly African-American. 
and, and give them those stats again. Give those stats you gave uh, for Austin, and you compare them to Little Rock. So people know that in Austin, we all, you know, we have almost a million people in the actual city limits, and it, it it's probably it's actually over a million by now. Uh, mm-hmm. I would suspect because yeah, that was back in 2016, it, and a lot of people don't even answer yeah, that. Two, that's those questions. 2016 numbers. The population of Austin was roughly 931, 32. And you had 42 murders in 2016. Juxtapose that with Little Rock is 192,000. Uh, we've had 39 murders year to date so far. We had another murder this morning. And so you have a one in 5,000 chance of being murdered in, in Little Rock. Mm. Um, and so one in 67 chance of, of being uh, a victim of a violent crime, and so it's yeah, it's it's dangerous. Uh, but but you know it's and people ask me, well, what are you going to do if if you get killed down there? I said I'm going to go to heaven. Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't it doesn't matter. And uh, so yeah, we've had some scares. We've we've had a few things happen, but the 99% of the people are very open and welcoming to us because they know we are there to help. And a lot of people want to run their mouths and and say negative things or say we have a problem, but they don't want to get out and do something. And if if y'all don't think that racism is alive and well, it is unbelievable when you get your hands dirty, so to speak, and get out in the community and you start reaching out to African-Americans um, a lot of people, they, they have a problem with that. And, and that's a whole nother show that I can't even get into, but I'm that's just, what I'm, drives me. I'm just, I'm really to, a little floored. I just, I can't believe that you're getting flack, uh, for actually going into inner cities, you know, in the inner city and trying to help these kids and put them on the right path. I just, I don't understand that. I, I'm, I'm just really well, confused. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is just ignorance on, on the people. Uh, if they if they really if they really want to to learn about someone, you get you get to know them. And if they could they could meet Marcus and, and they could meet DeMarcus and they could meet Raylan and they can meet Torin and they can meet all these kids, uh, Elijah and Jeremiah, man, they're just kids and they need help and they need direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just fortunate to be a part of a tremendous organization that's doing that. You know, there's a saying that you take the most flack when you're right above the target. Mm. Yeah. That's mm. true. And I tell you, those are all biblical names, too, that you just called off. And I tell you, um, it, it's I just don't understand it. You know, and, and you're but you're doing the right thing. Uh, you're actually, you know, your your savings, you know, your life savings. Uh, you're you're doing your passion and what you want to do and and it's working it's obviously working and these kids are actually loving this and you know they're loving the mentorship um and i wish that the nra and i wish that the you know the uh, national shooting sports and any other organizations out there um can give you you know any type of assistance any type of help um so i'm just i'm just trying to think of stuff if i think of anything i will definitely reach out to you but i'm definitely going to help you out with the insurance because i think there's a okay there's a solution to your insurance there that could definitely help as well because yeah and, and i think it's important that we teach young kids the the right way to handle firearms and 
a lot of the stuff that happens is, is these kids are accidentally uh, discharging a weapon because nobody's ever ever taught them how to hold one and where to keep your finger off the trigger guard and, and all of these different things. So, um, yeah, they just need someone to spend a, that time with them it. so they don't have these accidents and incidents and things of that nature and, and get stuck with the wrong crowd. All right, we're talking with Tommy right. Covington. He's with Cove's Kids. That's C-O-V-S kids.com. Um, definitely check him out. I want to make sure I got that right. Yeah, coveskids.com. Uh, this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Keep up with the latest breaking news in Austin and around the world. Take a moment to make sure you're following us on Twitter at Talk 1370. Let the tweeting begin. Just one more way to stay connected with Talk 1370. The right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. Yeah, that's right. I know a place. It's called Cove's Kids. It's covekids.com. Definitely check them out. Check out their Facebook page at Cove's Kids. And definitely give Tommy Covington a little assistance there to help him with these kids in the inner city of Little Rock, Arkansas. But before we go back to Tommy Covington, let's talk about the Mossberg Shockwave with Lone Star Gun Rights. New for 2017 and with an MSRP of $455, the Mossberg 590 Shockwave is a 14-inch pump-action firearm that does not require any NFA paperwork. The gun comes packaged in a basic cardboard box with two decals, owner's manual, Mossberg-branded gun lock, and a letter from the Department of Justice explaining the legalities of the gun. Because a brand new receiver is fitted at the factory with a pistol grip first instead of a shoulder stock, it's considered a pistol grip only firearm. If the overall length of that firearm with the pistol grip and barrel installed is greater than 26 inches, then the barrel can legally be shorter than 18 inches. In the case of the 14-inch barreled Mossberg 590 Shockwave, the Raptor Bird's head grip gives the gun an overall length of 26.125 inches. That makes the Shockwave legally considered a firearm and not a shotgun. The gun features a hard anodized aluminum receiver, 14-inch matte blue steel barrel with brass bead sight, Shockwave Technologies Bird's head grip, ambidextrous top-mounted safety, and a Shockwave Technologies Raptor strap forend. The fit, finish, and quality of the gun is good, and it feels solid in your hands. The Shockwave's capacity is 5 plus 1 when loading 2 and 3 quarter inch shells. When loading 3 inch shells, the capacity drops to 4 plus 1. While shooting the gun, it was difficult for me to raise the gun to a level where the front bead sight was actually useful. This has to do with the angle of the bird's head grip, and it being uncomfortable for me to bend my wrist much more than I was. This may vary and not be as much of an issue to someone else. Whether you're raising the gun up or shooting it from the hip, you're really not using the front sight to aim with. Despite this, I was still able to put many rounds on target at seven yards. I had a lot of fun shooting the shockwave and it's definitely a lot of power in a small package. That being said, it was hard for me to really find the practicality in it. But if you're just looking for a gun that is a blast to shoot, this one fits the bill. We also really like to see firearm manufacturers push the limits of the NFA requirements, pointing out how ridiculous some of them are. Hopefully, someday we will no longer have these requirements. All right, so and that was uh, Lone Star Gun Race talking about uh, the Mossberg Shockwave. Now, that's a nice piece of 
you know, equipment there, but um, I don't know if it's practical. So you definitely want to check out that video on, on YouTube and see if that works out for you because you'll see Justin actually fire that gun and test it out a little bit. Uh, but we, I tell you, we're ordering them like crazy at the store. It's kind of, it's kind of, the way I look at the Shockwave is, it's like my Derringer. I love having my Derringer. It's a great, great little gun because it's, it's hey, cute. I got a Derringer. <laughs> you know, it's just something to say, hey, I got this. But I couldn't hit you from sitting right here with that damn thing, dude. It has no accuracy. It's just a show, man. I know. I, I gave I gave someone for a present, you know, this belt buckle and, and a derringer, you know, in the belt buckle. I was uh -huh. like, oh yeah, this is cool, it's cute. I was like, but don't ever fire that thing ever. Uh uh. Ever. I, I've, I've shot mine and it's it's hard. Those things are dangerous. The, the trigger pull is insane because it doesn't have a guard or anything. So yeah, it, they're cute. It's nice. It's cute. It's nice to have, but it's, don't ever. It's fire. cool to show people. Hey, look, I got this, but. Don't touch it. Right. <laughs> Don't ever fire it, ever. All right, so we're back, and we're talking with Tommy Covington. Tommy, we got, like, about 10 minutes. Um, so we were talking about, you know, your dad and how you got started uh, with your dad and how you've, you know, kind of named the your your program after your dad by naming it Cove's Kids. And I, I, I say that in a funny way. That's just my accent. Uh, but yeah, I know you can't say Cubs. I can't say, say Cubs. Cubs. <laughs> you just did Coves, it. Cubs, Cubs. He did. He did it. <laughs> In uh, fact, we're going right now to buy the domain Cubs Kid C O V E S to redirect them to C O V S because of how you pronounce Cubs Kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a wonderful thing out there. <laughs> appreciate it man yeah my my father um and and he's a, a texan now my little sister graduated from university of texas or my brother did and my sister graduated from texas a&m oh nice and so uh yeah they had that uh going on but but yeah they're all down in texas and i and i miss them dearly but i talked to my dad four or five times a week as every good son should if you still have your dad Absolutely. call him and reach out to him because one day you're going to want your kids to call you. And so um, there you have it. And uh, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that because now my mother's like, mm -hmm, I'm going to send him a text message and see if he's going to call me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. So Better appreciate you, Tommy. <laughs> appreciate you, Tommy. Looking I'll just out. say hi, Dad, right now. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, Mom. Mom. <laughs> hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. Yeah, I got that in. I'm good. Good for about Check five, or, Check five or six more day. days. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, so, uh, so what is your what do your what does your son think about what you're doing? Does he, you know, are you spending enough time with him? My son is in the in the hunting industry, and he, he's actually producing uh, a hunting show. Uh, and so we we get to spend time together. Uh, my son is my hero, and he is everything that I wish I would have been as a young man. And unfortunately, I took a wrong turn very very early in life and uh, only came back around at the age of 30 mm. but my son is my hero and um and so yeah we we spend countless in fact he gets so mad at me because i like to facetime him oh and uh and he declines my facetime until he finally gives in and so uh, yeah we might spend a little bit too much time together uh and my daughter is 16 and wow, uh, what such an amazing, amazing young girl who uh, has an unbelievable heart and her love for these kids, second to none. Yeah, we, we have a we have someone in, in a common in a friend in common, actually, uh, Duckman Jones. 
and he does the same thing. He will FaceTime me, you know, at the just the worst times ever. <laughs> just the worst yeah. times he will FaceTime me. I'm like, why are you FaceTime me right now? I don't do that FaceTime, man. <laughs> nah. You know, the worst is when yeah, they wake well, you up FaceTiming. Yes. <laughs> I've never done FaceTime. If I get FaceTimed, I'd decline the call and just make it a normal one. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Um, I don't need you to see my house. <laughs> or at least, at least, you know, he's starting to accept your FaceTime now. Usually, you know, I, I'll get people that won't even answer the phone. I'll text them. They'll answer that right away. You call them, I get no answer. It goes to voicemail. Sure. <laughs> hey, sometimes you're in a spot where you have your phone, but you can't talk on it. You can only text. Okay. <laughs> That's hey. his story. Right, hey. right, exactly. Yeah. It happens, it happens. Right, oh, okay, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's the story, and I'm sticking to it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so, uh, uh, Tommy, tell them uh, once again how to find you on Facebook and on your website. We are Cubs Kids, C O V apostrophe s k i d s uh you can find us on facebook you can find us on our website at c o v s k i d s dot com uh we'd love to be able to to interact with you if you have any questions if you'd like to start something like this uh please don't hesitate to call me my cell phone number is on the website uh call me and i'd love to to talk with anyone that has any questions about it. And, and Michael and the guys at the station, I really appreciate this opportunity. It, it means a whole lot to me that you guys would be interested in what's going on up here in Little Rock, and and I'm honored to be on your show. So I want to thank you. I really appreciate you're it because you're, you're doing a, a great thing in Little Rock. Um, I wish that people would do this in all the inner cities, you know, do this in Chicago. Houston's this. Fifth Ward, man. Absolutely. You know, because this needs to get done. Someone needs to go in and, and you know, not be afraid to, you know, to pull them out and say, hey, let's go, let's go out, let's go camping for the weekend, you know, and, and get a taste of life and nature and see what, you know, what things are all about outside the city. Lots of animals out there. Yeah, a lot of stuff. <laughs> May reel in a dead body. You never know. Man. <laughs> get you a floater. You, you never know. <laughs> that's what you get in the inner city, not when you go out to the country. Okay. So oh, where were you fishing, man? I, it was this, it was a city. <laughs> exactly. It, it wasn't in the country. <laughs> you weren't in the country. So I didn't try it in the country, huh? Uh -huh. Come out my way. Come out my way to Bastrop area. <laughs> okay, I'll try it in the country. We'll see. I, I think I'm about to go to Little Rock, though. I'll try it in Little Rock first. So, Tommy, you're going to have to come. I'm going to depend on you to, you know, lead me uh, in the path of righteousness. You're going to have to go out extra early and go up and down the entire bank side to make sure there's no dead bodies and then go back and get Mike and then go. I'm pretty <laughs> confident we can take you to a place that uh, will not have bodies floating. Because yeah, I, I have a dream that one day I will go back fishing and I will not pull anything out. We could take you fishing fish. at the body farm in Texas State. No. You could reel one in. <laughs> no, no. Is that the little at Texas State? That's a little uh, that little pond or whatever it is. They all jump in when they graduate. Uh, that's uh, their little like pond they jump in. I was talking about their body farm where they study how bodies decompose. Oh God, no, no, we're not doing that. That's like going Man, to a... this, this. This show just took a spin, didn't it? Yeah, it's, this is a rough crowd here. It's a really rough crowd. They're trying to take me. Left. Yeah, I'm being cruel. I'm having nightmares over here, and they're giving me a hard time about it. I'm, well, now I'm seeing the a nightmare, therapist and crying at night. You can see night. me on the bank side pointing and laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there crying, all curled up, and you know, like a little baby. You know, okay, thanks a lot. Appreciate you. 
I tell you what, thank you, Tommy. I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, continue to do, uh, continue, you know, don't don't stop. And I know you're going to get some negative feedback out there, but you're doing a wonderful thing. Uh, those people are just afraid to do what you're doing. They're Let scared. Let the haters hate. Exactly. They're scared because you're actually going into the inner city and you're reaching in, you're grabbing these kids, and you're you're being that father figure that they need. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, Thank sir. you very much. All right, you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And that was Tommy Covington with uh, Cove's Kids. <laughs> Did I say that right? Cubs. Cubs. Okay, Cubs Kids. Uh, <laughs> definitely check out their website. It's CubsKids.com. Uh, and they're on Facebook, Cubs Kids. We put the, if you go to our Facebook Live video, you can check that out. Um, we got the website on there and also uh, the link to their Facebook page. And they, he's, doing, he's doing a lot of great things in Little Rock. They're, we're trying to bring, uh, bring you people that are doing things around the country that are in a positive nature for the shooting sports, uh, hunting, fishing, or whatever. Um, and a lot of people are, are doing things out here, and they just need to be recognized for the fact of, you know, for the hard work they're doing. And this guy, he is, he's given up his life savings, and he's decided to, you know, just dig in and say, hey, you know, I'm just going to stop working, and this is my passion. This is what I'm going to do. And he's doing it. He's not talking about it. He's actually being about it. And a lot of people don't do that. Right? So, um, as always, be safe out there. Have a great rest of your weekend. The city of Austin's looking beautiful right now. We can see the UT Tower. We can see we can see just the tip of the Capitol. We only see the tip. We just get the tip of the Capitol. But it's looking beautiful. Uh, downtown Austin, traffic is flowing nice. As always, <laughs> more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Get breaking news, exclusive contests, and more delivered right to your inbox. I like knowing things. Join the Right Choice Club at Talk1370.com and you'll be in the know. Just go to Talk1370.com and click on the Right Choice Club from Talk 1370. The Right Choice. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.